Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron. On this week's episode, we're going to bring you a quick episode on candle magic. So we'll be going over some candles to use, candle color correspondences, and some ways that you can kick up your candle spells a notch. Now, candle magic itself is is pretty simple. You know, you set an intention, you have a candle, and you light the candle. But there's ways that, you know, you can bring additional energy through correspondences and really amplify your candle magic. But let's start with some of the basics. I just want to say before we get started that I am personally very excited for this episode because this was one of the first forms of magic, I guess you could say, that I ever kind of dabbled with and so it kind of holds a special place for me and uh, anyways I just wanted to throw that in there oh absolutely I love candle magic don't don't let the fact that it's simple fool you Uh, you know a lot of the times I think there's this idea that magic or spell work has to be complicated to be successful and there are some traditions that are like that but but it can be just as simple as having an intention and lighting a candle. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much as well, because it's one of those things you can dress up or you can dress down. Yeah, yeah, that's a great comparison <laughs> for it. I, I like that. <laughs> it's It's simple, but effective. It's You know, and a lot of the times it's, for me, it's just as simple as lighting a candle. And I guess one of the first things that we can go over are candle types, you know, and this makes a difference. So for candle types, you know, there are several different candle types. One that I find doesn't get a lot of airtime, but it's great for quick spells. And in fact, you've probably been doing it for your entire life and haven't noticed, But it's birthday candles, you know, those little tiny candles, you know, they come in all sorts of colors and they're super cost effective. Well, they're also really great for candle magic because sometimes you don't want to sit around for, you know, like a larger candle to finish, you know, if if the candle burning out is the end point of your spell work. Sometimes we just need, you know, that quick jolt of magic and birthday candles are great for that. You know, and they come in a variety of colors. So, so yeah, I love that you mentioned that because it can be such simple things, things that we've already been doing. And I think really that was kind of the basis of why we created this podcast because we, you know, we were friends, we were talking about things that we do and you had things that you did more on a witch basis that I was doing already just on a spiritual basis, not realizing that we were both sort of doing basically the same things, just calling it something different. Yeah. And so I think that that plays up this candle thing, right? Is that you're doing something every day and it has such a deeper meaning if you want it to have, you know, and it is even funnier because I saw like a meme on Facebook the other day and it was something about like, um, 
Christian lady says, you know, uh, that's witchcraft or something like that. And then witch says, like, you drink the blood of Christ, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're all doing witchcraft in our own ways here, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're all utilizing tools to manipulate energy. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just had to I had to mention that. I love that. I, I think I'd seen that one too. There's a lot of parallels there. So, you know, and when it comes to birthday candles, you know, even, even the Christians are likely lighting those birthday candles and blowing them out to make a wish. So there's little things that we've sort of been doing our whole life that, you know, with a little more intention behind it, you know, they can become magical. Next on the list of candle types is my personal favorite, and those are chime candles. Uh, for the same reason as birthday candles, uh, a lot of the times I have birthday candles around, but 100% of the time I have chime candles around. Like I've had multi-packs, I have specialty packs, and they come in so many colors, but like the size of the chime candles is perfect for you know, performing spells, they do not, you know, it doesn't take a long time to burn, you know, particularly, you know, if it's something that you want to burn down, you know, in its entirety, so to signify the completion, you know, the, of the spell itself. Tell us, what is a chime candle? Because I think I know what you're talking about. But for those of us like me, who don't have a clue what you're talking about at the moment, although I think I have some. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because I just realized that I had gone on this whole tangent and I had not described them at all. <laughs> just like, they're great. You should know. <laughs> just close your eyes and yes. imagine. Yes. yes. This <laughs> mental image up here that I have, I am, I am transferring that to you. Now, the chime candles, I'd say they're about three and a half to four inches long. They're, they're really small you know, thin, uh, I'd say maybe half an inch. I'm really bad at measurements and I did not measure before this episode. So please, please <laughs> don't quote me on their size, but they're the slightly, they're bigger than a birthday candle, but they're not quite the size of some of the larger candles. It's, it's really good for just sort of quick spells. Now that's what you gave me a pack of. Exactly. And I saw you last. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. So it's about the size of a small, like a regular pack of crayons with yeah. like what, 10 candles in it? Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. if that helps you visualize perhaps about how big they are, they are, they're the perfect size. And I haven't even busted those babies open yet. So I think uh, coming up soon is going to be a good time. Um, there are a lot of different colors actually in that pack. Yes. I was very excited about that because I have to say, I was quite disappointed when I went around locally to try and find some colorful candles for my last spell. And um, you don't really think about it till you need it, but you cannot find multicolored <laughs> candles that easily. It It is difficult, you know, and particularly, I think you'd probably have an easier time, you know, if we were in a, a city. Um, however, you know, we are, we're in beach towns everything's sort of spread out here and um, metaphysical shops, not including my own are pretty far and few between. So it's, it's can be difficult to pick up chime candles. I, I have heard good things uh, about like bodegas and, 
any any sort of Hispanic Mart. I believe that they have them in there on the cheap. I I was about to say I haven't been in one in a while. I was in one this week, but but <laughs> few and far between. Yeah, I don't think we have like a huge concentration of them in our area, um, but they are around. And yeah, those um, and also not for the same things, but just saying like for herbs and things that might be hard to find, like um, Asian markets are really great as well. Like you can find a lot of really cool teas there and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, always shop in there because you and you do get really good deals, honestly. Like, gosh, as Americans, we mark everything up so ridiculously high. <laughs> It's like, yes. come on. Yes. Come on, <laughs> consumerism. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, they, a lot of these little marts, you know, sort of specialty marts are great resources for herbs and candles and things that you wouldn't, you may think that a metaphysical shop is the only spot that you can get it. But no, that's not true. You know, there's ways to be resourceful and frugal i'm all about that particularly these days with inflation so yes well now i am adding a new witch section to my local grocery store because it was just the spice aisle right (laughs) now now it's also the baking aisle (laughs) oh yes (laughs) because yeah birthday candles work work in a pinch and nowadays you can find all kinds of different ones they've got the primary ones the neon ones if you want to spice it up a little bit Uh, Next up, you have figure candles or figurine candles. You know, these, I do sell these in my shop. I did not create the molds myself, but I do produce the candles myself, which in itself, a lot of trial and error there. But these are, you know, these are the candles formed in a mold. Uh, In my shop, I, I do deity candles for these figurine candles. And I don't actually burn them, but a lot of people do. For me, I just sit them on my altar, but they can be burned. Um, you know, this is a, this is a, if you work with a specific deity, this is, this can be an offering, you know, it can be a tribute to them. Um, you know, it might not even be a deity. These can be any shape whatsoever, but you know, the, these are what you would refer to as figure candles because of their shape. Yeah, and guys, she's made some really beautiful ones. I've seen them in person, and um, yeah, they are they are worth it uh, for sure. She has those in her shop. You should go check them out. Um, do you have an Isis one? I don't. I did get some new molds. I don't believe Isis was one of them, but it is one that I'm always on the lookout for. I try to keep adding new ones, you know, as as I can. Um, but no, not currently. I, I want to say I have about eight live on the site and I have about three more that I have to go through a production. You know, I've got to make a few before I can start selling, if, you know, selling them. I need to know, you know, how the molds work, how to get the bubbles out, you know, just how to make it uh, the best that it can possibly be uh, before it goes out to its end user. But yeah, I'll be announcing some new ones here soon. Yay. I look forward to that. And yeah, I would love to have an ISIS one. I mean, I'd love to have every single one that you have (laughs) to be perfectly honest. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I could burn it. Honestly, I think I'm with you. I would much rather just kind of use it as a, as an ornament because there is something sacred about the pouring of the wax in the mold. There's something to be said for that process as well. 
that yes. makes it special on its own without necessarily having to set it on fire. <laughs> yes. I mean, either way, either way. But yeah, for me personally, I have, I have burned them, but typically I won't, I won't, <laughs> I, I might just be attached to it though. So take that, that makes with a great assault. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You put a lot of love into those guys. She really does. You guys, she puts a lot of love um, and a lot of magic into these, these candles that she makes. So um, next up we have jar candles and, you know, I'm kind of going to put these two terms together. You've got jar candles and really what that means is they come in a jar. Um, you also have pillar candles. They don't necessarily come in a jar. And then you have what is typically referred to as seven day candles. They could all three novenas and they're, they're really popular in, they're really popular in Catholicism. Um, however, I've seen some reemergence of these like seven day candles with all new saints and of, you know, popular TV characters and such. Now, a seven day candle is named for the length of time that it burns. So I would not recommend this for any quick magic. This would be more of an ongoing sort of thing. Yes, I can say uh, firsthand that <laughs> a long ass spell um, <laughs> is a lot to commit to because um, I did one recently. I, the only red candle I could find was what you would normally call a seven day candle, but I bought it at the Dollar Tree. So it was more like a two day candle. <laughs> yes, that was a 72 hour candle. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like it was three days. Was it three yeah. days? Yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did, I did a spell to actually help me break some patterns last month, um, with that and cancer energy and it worked. And, uh, and I seeing this, this was my first, this was my first real like witch spell, you know what I'm saying? Like full on, because I mean, I do a lot of things. Like I said, I come from a more spiritual background before, um, earlier in the episode, but there's a lot of things I was doing, like setting intentions and burn bowl ceremonies and all these things that were essentially what Charlotte did and called it witchcraft. So I thought, why don't I really dig into that a little bit more? And I did an actual spell with some candles and some herbs and it was so awesome. And, um, it was a great experiment because like the first few days after I was like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. Just wait. <laughs> I am not motivated. Like, I, I don't want to, it was personal, like what I was doing. But let's just say in the weeks, you know, to come, really the shift was there. And, uh, and it does just come down to your, to your intention, right? But yeah, it was a, it was a three day candle. <laughs> so I held on to that shit for three days. <laughs> but it was well worth it and needed, honestly needed. I'd say if you have something that's really intense, you know. Yeah, I would say actually, you know, a for something as large as a transformation or a shift, uh, these, you know, these seven day candles would be a great container or a great candle to use because of that continual energy. It's taking course over the span of several days. 
it's more of a slow burn, but, you know, sometimes that's necessary. And you can kind of use, you know, your, your intuition to guide you in what sort of candle you want. There's also several other candles. There's taper candles, which are the larger ones that taper to the end. You'll frequently see them in little candle holders. And then you've got tea light candles and, you know. All right. For candle colors, first we have black. Now, black is for protection and banishing and releasing. Then you have blue, which is for communication and peace and forgiveness. It also has elements of protection as well. And, you know, it can be associated with healing or, or success. Then you have brown and, you know, these candles are great for justice spells. They're also good for money and balance and grounding. After that, you've got gold, uh, which is a bit of a rare candle color to see, but, you know, every association you have with gold. So gold candles would be for wealth and achievement. You know, they're good for victory and prosperity and winning. And there's green candles, which would be great for money and growth and healing and abundance. Uh, it can also be used for jealousy, whether that jealousy is your own or trying to remove somebody's envious eye from you. A green is a good color to use for that. <sighs> Another color is orange. And, you know, with orange, I always think of creativity and confidence. And that is the association with this. You know, there's happiness. There's a lot of energy surrounding. But orange candles are also good for justice and legal matters as well. Another color is pink, and pink is good for romance and friendship and compassion. And, you know, it's a very affectionate color, so it sort of has those ties. And then you have purple, which is tranquility and psychic enhancement, and it's also a, a color of wisdom. Then you have red, and red is passion and action. Uh, there's a lot of sexuality surrounding the color red, so it's good for sex magic or willpower. You know, otherwise, just sort of leaning into that energy. And another one is yellow. It's also got ties to creativity and inspiration and happiness or joy and confidence. And last but not least is a white candle. A white candle makes a great substitution for any of the candles mentioned. I personally do not do, you know, the rosemary equals every herb. That, that's not an opinion that I share. But there are certain things that make good substitutions. And for me, a white candle as a substitute for any other candle will get the job done. Yes, I was actually on the hunt for a red and black candle for my last spell. Finally found the red one, but apparently black, you cannot find a black candle anywhere. Yes. <laughs> so I used white instead as a substitute. Black can be a bit of an obscure color to find. Uh, it, it's not impossible, but it is more difficult. So in the spirit of using candle magic, there's a story um, that I recalled when thinking about uh, recording this episode today. 
And it brought me all the way back to high school. I want to say like sophomore year when a friend of mine and I started dabbling in spell work, completely not having any idea what we were doing. But this particular friend, her mother and her grandmother were from Louisiana. We're currently in Louisiana. And her grandmother was and still is, I think, somehow well-known in her community for being, you know, the witch lady, (laughs) from what I understand. Yeah. So, well, it's not as glamorous as it sounds, unfortunately, in this type situation. Um, She wasn't the nicest or most upstanding of citizens. However, we were inspired, I suppose, by the stories that we heard and the things that she told me. Um, She had some things going on in her life, my friend did, that we were trying to remedy or perhaps, you know, guide in a different way. And so I don't even remember exactly how we came about doing this particular spell that we did, because this was really, and I'm dating myself here, before Google was like your go-to for everything, you know? Yes, the internet did exist. No, we didn't have smartphones, you know, so it might have been an internet search. Um, But at that point, you know, I think we all still had dial-up or the very early stages of, um, what was the plug-in one that came after that? Not not dial-up, but it was the the fast one. What did they call it? Anyways, not important. Um, but we did, we found this spell and it did involve some candles and, um, (laughs) we had no idea what we were doing again. And I, we didn't even end up burning the candles down all the way, but, and this is a, and this is like also like a warning of to be careful when you don't know what you're doing because it ended up working, but not in the way that we had actually intended. (laughs) Um, so you know, I, without going into too much detail because it was a private matter and I haven't asked her if I could share this story. Yeah, it just definitely did not go as planned. Um, so <laughs> we ended up taking all of it in a box. I had it in this like bamboo box with a latch, like a little treasure chest. And we put everything in the box and just threw the whole box away. I remember she came over one day and we just like ceremoniously carried it, carried it out to the street <laughs> and tossed it in the bin and said, never again. And that was my my first experience with spellcasting. And I honestly never even thought about it being an option again until recent years when I started to realize, you know, what it really was. Um, so, so, yeah, that was my first experience having no idea what I was doing. And almost consequently making a situation worse than it needed to be. (laughs) Well, I mean, you guys did a good job as far as sort of dismantling the spell and getting it away from you from like a symbolism standpoint that, you know, you can, for certain energies, you want to physically get it away from you. The trash can does accomplish this. So, <laughs> yeah, that memory is like seared in my brain. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, it's not exactly a hero story, but it is a story nonetheless. 
I'm going to need the full details behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is the first I am hearing of this story, but hardly the only time a spell has backfired. I have had a plenty, but like my first candle spells weren't much of anything. I mean, they were probably like a Yankee candle, really, if, but being fully transparent, yeah, it was probably a Yankee candle that I managed to procure somehow before I <laughs> made my own money. <laughs> right. Next up, there are a few things you can do to add to your candle spells. Now, one popular method is inscription and what inscription is is taking a tool this can be any sharp object if you have a knife that you prefer to work with this would be great but it can even be a toothpick or a thumbtack or basically anything with a sharp edge and you can write on the surface of your candle now this can be words this can be symbols if you are drawn to sigils you can create your own or maybe take one that you've found and you draw this directly onto your candle before performing your spell work and another step you can use is to dress your candle or anoint it they're kind of used interchangeably but they're not the exact same thing when you're dressing your candle you know this is the act of placing the herbs and the oils onto the candle and you know, these would be aligned with specific intentions. And it depends on what your spell is and you know, what you're trying to do as to what those herbs or essential oils or oils would be. Because each of these has their own correspondences. And I can't get into all of that right now, but it is something that you can do to sort of take your spells to another level. Now, anointing itself, by definition, is smearing or rubbing down an object with a substance. And it could be an oil, so, you know, as it's any substance. I was just going to say, I have seen people, like, roll a candle, like, in honey, and then, like, roll it in herbs. Yes. Or any kind of thing. I mean, it'll stick to it because it's sticky, right? And I don't know what it is about watching those videos. I see a lot of them on um, Instagram reels. And satisfying. it is very <laughs> satisfying. There's something about that intention of like yeah. just rolling it all up in that one thing and lighting yeah. it. That is just, I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. Um, but I just, I think that's cool. I haven't tried it yet, but it's actually on my list of things to do. And I, I think I've seen it a lot around like, success spells and money spells and that yeah, sort of thing I see that. yeah because honey i guess is good um for that sort of thing um but but yeah i just wanted to mention that because i don't know they're just so fun to watch <laughs> i love that honey itself um is is good for sweetening and it's it's good for binding things together you know as it's so sticky so yeah i could absolutely see it I have actually never used honey on a candle. I'll do it with oils and it's it's not perfect, but you can roll the candle in it and they will pick up. And anything else, I'll just sort of take the ground herbs or at least very fine herbs and sort of sprinkle it onto the candle that is oiled. And it'll stick to it because, you know, it's not exactly adhesive, but it does hold the herbs onto the candle. 
And I can only imagine, like, how good it must smell, <laughs> too. Right? Right? So, I've been using candles, I mean, since I was a child. I've always loved the ambiance of them. There always was something really magical about lighting a candle and candle light. I actually, fun fact, this is how odd of a of a person I've always been my whole life. I hung a lantern in my shower growing up at my parents' house, like a full-on Moroccan-style lantern. It was pretty big from the ceiling onto to, like, one side. And I would put candles in it, and I would light them to get a shower. I showered by candlelight for, oh, like, most awesome. of my high school career. It's, like, little-known <laughs> fact about me. <laughs> and, you know, it's just – I don't know where I got the idea, but it was just something I did. And now, like, when I talk about it, I'm like, I bet a lot of people didn't do that. That was probably – that was probably a little different. <laughs> I did not have a shower lantern now that you mentioned it. <laughs> shower lantern <laughs> when you yeah. put it like that it sounds so much funnier <laughs> and, I well it, i had though. a shower lantern and um my dad will tell you that i've almost burnt the house down several times lighting candles so <laughs> they've always held a big place in my life um and honestly for a long time i kind of stopped buying them and stopped using them and then when greg moved in he loves candles so he started buying candles when he'd go to the store and uh, he loves to light them all at night and kind of set the mood. And so I love that now that I'm incorporating that back into my life. But some of the things I've done more intentionally <laughs> with candles is, and my favorite thing probably to do is just either light a candle when something special is happening in my life or when I'm looking for a little inspiration. Um, and then also actually like carving something into the wax. I've done that a handful of times, whether it just be a little symbol or a name or um, whatever word, I, I think that's a really simple way to accomplish <laughs> what you need to accomplish. Yeah, it really narrows it down there. What you're doing when you add to it is just, well, one, adding to it, um, sort of amplifying the spell, but also when you get down to inscription, you're making it more specific. like. You need to be specific in your intentions, and this is a way to sort of visually see it as well. So it sort of incorporates both sides of this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my favorite sort of no frills, no nothing candle magic, which is admittedly a lot of my practice, is I will actually purchase black candles whenever I find them, uh, particularly at TJ Maxx. They do have a very good selection of reasonably priced candles. And there is one specific one that I always get and I light it in my living room. Um, it's a black candle, it's, um, it's, it's a tobacco. And so it's sort of dual purpose there. Like you've got the black candle for protection and then tobacco itself is for purification and protection. So, and I will just simply light this, particularly when I need to clear the air. I was gonna say, I can speak from experience that um, that candle smells delicious, by the way. <laughs> love it. But yeah, it's great way to just sort of purify the air in the house as well as, you know, I really like the aroma and, you know, it's just a way to protect my house and it's really low maintenance. Like I light the candle. 
and and I'm I'm pretty much done with it. Uh, but that that is my no frills, nothing, you know, in addition to sort of candle magic. And things can be simple, like I've said on this episode, I'm sure, and many before. I do I do appreciate a simplicity to my approach, and that's not even exclusive to witchy things or spiritual things. But, you know, when I want to be more elaborate, one of my favorite candle spells is a prosperity bowl spell. And in that, like, I'll get a fire safe dish and I'll line that fire safe dish with a layer of salt. Now, what this does is it protects my dish. And that's really the main goal. But the salt itself is also great for purification. And then I will place a chime candle in green in the center of this bowl. And around it, I typically layer coins. You can layer dollar bills or you know anything that you know sort of speaks of prosperity to you. And then I will light this candle. I have done it where I have performed this spell in just one sitting, and I have done it to where I prolong this spell over a longer period of time. Another one of my favorites is the cord cutting spell, and we've gone over it here on a previous episode, but you just use two candles and you tie a string around it, and you light both. Now for this, I also do the salt bowl for one. It gives you a layer of protection between whatever surface you're performing this on and then the salt itself protects your bowl. So it's that's pretty standard. You could do this in other ways. You could do you could have candle holders instead, but just make sure you're doing this on a fire safe surface because there is no telling where that string's going to go when it is severed. Yeah, I haven't tried that particular one yet, but I've seen the reel that you made on your page and it looks super simple but honestly really effective because cord cutting is actually something that I was doing a lot in my spiritual practice already just sort of in my mind and with energy sometimes I might move my hands around or whatever but I feel like it would be really effective in those moments where you really really need to cord cut cords with someone you know what I mean like a very more serious situation I think that's very appropriate which I hope, thankfully, don't find too often in my life. But next time that I do, <laughs> that will be that will be the method that I use. Yeah, I mean, it. you can cut cords energetically. You do not need a candle spell to do it, which is a lot of times why my approach is so simple. You don't necessarily need it. And I would use it in a scenario where there was a lot of energy and, you know, a lot of resistance in letting go. Because when you are energetically severing cords, you can feel a resistance and cords can reattach. That's just, it happens, <laughs> you know, sometimes. Yeah, it can be a process sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes that other person doesn't want to let go. And the candle spell sort of gives it a physicality. You can, is that a word? Jesus. I, I think so. We're gonna, if we're not, gonna it, it is now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just, it, it gives it an additional layer. Now it is in the here and now you can channel your energy into this. You know, each one of those candles are representative of you and the other person. You can choose whichever colors you feel like. And actually, since 
I get the feeling I'm probably not explaining this too well. We will post my video up to these stories when this episode airs. So you guys can catch it if you would like. Yeah, I think that would be great for them to see that one. Okay, well, this has been really informative, but a kind of a, a concise look at candle magic. Obviously, there is so much to it that we could probably talk for hours about all the different nuances. But if you're new to it, or maybe you just needed a refresher or you needed to get inspired, we hope that this episode did that for you. And again, if you aren't connected with us on Instagram, we'd love to have you there at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast and be on the lookout for some new things that we're finally going to be releasing soon that we've been working on in the background, slowly but surely. Yes, yes, we are getting there. Well, until next time, blessed be. Peace out.